The Superpower Mamas channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to join the superpower universe and unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpower Mamas, reclaiming the sacred journey of motherhood with Tatiana Berende. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Superpower Mamas podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Verande, and we've got another Kids Talk series for y'all. I've got Neva Lee Reckla here again. And today, our Kids Talk is about reconciliation. It's a big topic to, to bring up with kids. I know that some adults really suck at this, so I'm really uh, looking forward to bringing Neva into this conversation and her wisdom, as you all have already gotten hopefully to experience. If you've not, we are following a thread here. So go back and listen to the other kids talk conversations, especially our first one about the LGBTQ community and the church. Uh, Cause we're going to, we're going to tie some things together from, from that original talk. Uh, but Neva, I am so happy that you're here with me again today. Thank you. And I love you. And I love that we get to do this. Yeah. I'm so excited for this topic. I think when we were talking before the interview, I was sharing some stories of what I've been reconciling recently. And I think this topic is something some people are kind of scared to discuss because the topic of reconciliation can be hard. Like the whole forgive and forget type of like people say like, Oh, you can forgive, but you won't always forget. Blah, blah, blah. And I think people, when they come to reconciliation, they sometimes have a hard time letting go. Mm-hmm. of the things that they're trying to reconcile therefore they can't fully reconcile what's happening so i think it's going to be a fun topic as it unfolds me too i'm really curious to see where we end up with this one today already just from our little dive before we hit record um now before we open up the can of worms and dive into this conversation i really don't want to interrupt it with the break so um i'm going to i'm going to bring us into break pretty quickly here so that we can just really dive in and be in the in the flow and in the energy together. And you have a show about to launch, which will have already launched by the time this yeah. recording goes out. You want to tell the people about what's what's coming their way? Yeah, I'm so excited for this. So my new show that is launching slash will be launched is called Leave It to Neva. And seriously just look at the image and you will see what all i'm talking about um my whole motto for the show is just love and acceptance and just like what we talk about here i hope you know that when you listen to the show you are loved and accepted by me even if we never get to meet in person or personally and i'm so excited for this show y'all it's basically gonna be the topics that we talk about here except i'll be doing the interviewing um so yeah, stay tuned for that and go check it out, please, because I'm so excited. And yeah. Yes. So please go check out Leave It to Neva. Where do they go for that? You can go to, well, there's a few places you can go to find my stuff. You can go to superpowerkids.com, which is where you'll see all of my podcast stuff. Or you can go to superpowerexperts.com and click on the podcast tab and do the fancy little scrolly button and you'll find my show. 
Excellent. And do go over to superpowerexperts.com if you have not yet, if that's not where you're listening to us today. We've got some really powerful offerings for you over there. We've got a community that you can come and fold yourself into and just be loved and loved on. We've got some amazing offerings. So go and check that out um, at superpowerexperts.com. You can go to the join the community. All right. We're talking with Miva Lee Rekla today. This is our kids talk series and we are talking about reconciliation. This is going to be a juicy one. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Okay, Neva. So for those who maybe didn't listen to the LGBTQ in the church conversation. We can just give a little, little background that, you know, yeah. you're someone who identifies in that community and you were really struggling in your church community in terms mm-hmm. of how you saw what was happening with some of your, your peers and your friends um, yeah. and how they were sort of being asked to leave or not do certain jobs in the church. Mm-hmm. And you had some strong yeah. feelings about that, right? I did have some strong feelings about that. Um, parents had to stop me from like burning down the church. Don't advise <laughs> doing that. Um, that would not look good on my resume. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so when we originally recorded the episode, I was in the brunt of the feelings for what I had been experiencing. Um, I had seen people I care about be asked not to come back due to their identity. Um, seeing a lot of discrimination over the couple of years I'd been at the church. I remember one time I cussed a kid out for being homophobic um, over text, Um, not the most shining moments, but I, over the years I had been there as I started to discover my identity as as being part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, seeing how I was being treated and how I felt at the church was changing. and so for a while, just a couple months ago, um, like late 2020, stepping into 2020, 2021, stepping into 2022, I was at a place when it came to my spirituality and believing in something bigger than myself where because of the things I had heard and because of the things that I had said, starting to question if the things I believed in would say those things about me the same things that I was receiving from people um so really long walk of struggling with my I guess faith and beliefs and Mm -hmm. identity in it all and just it's been just recently that I've been able to come to terms with it and I think honestly become stronger in my identity and in my beliefs because of the reconciliation effect. So tell us, tell us what happened, what led you to feel like you were able to sort of find a place of forgiveness with all of this. Cause this, yeah. I mean, I know that most of the people listening, it's like, it's pretty horrifying to be told that you can't be a part of a community because of something that you don't really have control over. Yeah. Um, so 
the church held this kind of event, I guess, to talk about the beliefs of the church as a whole and um, changes that were being made for volunteers and stuff like that. And so I got an opportunity to talk with two pastors um, and I sat them both down and asked them what the church thought of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, bless their hearts. They answered all of my questions. Um, but good for you for saying, you know, you got to look me in the face and tell me these things, right? Like, I look, did. I did. Yeah. And it was a nice respectful way. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. Um, and I was honestly like, let's just set the stage really quickly because, um, if anybody knows me, you know that sometimes I make decisions and I'm not really sure why it's happening, but I do it anyways. Um, and so there was this quiz that we were taking and it was like, how can you expand your faith? And so I wasn't paying that much attention to the quiz, quite honestly, but I found this little area where I was like, what are you struggling with? And one of the options was sex and sexuality. So I clicked on it. Um, and I wasn't struggling with either, but I clicked on it to see what they would say. And there was this tiny little sliver. Um, mind you, they looped things like struggling with porn addictions and stuff like that under in the same category as homosexuality. So that was kind of interesting to look at. Um, but when I clicked on the homosexuality tab and I saw the resources they had for like books and stuff, um, I asked over one of the pastors and I, I said, well, what does the church think of this? And he said, well, let's talk after. And I said, okay. Um, and my friends were sitting next to me and they're like, Neva, what are you doing? Like, what are you going to talk to them about? And I'm like, I don't know. It's going to happen though. And so I went over and I started talking with them and asked them a bunch of questions. Like, it was just like everything that I could possibly think of. And they weren't too sure how to answer, I think. But I asked them questions about like, what if there was a really like Christian LGBTQ plus couple and they felt really strong in their faith and they felt that the relationship brought them closer to God and they weren't sure how to answer. Like, this is something that we don't necessarily support, but then they're doing everything else that we do support. So what do we do? Um, and when I came back, I told my parents about it and I was so proud of myself because this is a topic I was so scared to discuss um and after talking with them and I got the answers that I wanted I was able to my one new year's resolution was coming to terms with the church and I was able to finally do that um and from there I was able to look at some serving positions I was a part of and make made the decision not to continue serving there because I knew um that I'd be asked not to come back when I was an adult. So would you say that part of your coming to terms was like really acknowledging the truth of what was in front of you instead of wishing it were different or trying to change it? Yes, absolutely. Because I think for a while I was like, I didn't want, it was like, Oh no, they can't be like that. No, no, no. And then Mm -hmm. getting actual answers made me realize, Oh, that is kind of the thing. Um, but which one of them you shared with me is that if you identify in the LGBTQ plus community, you would not be allowed to work with people, right? Like, yeah, specifically kids, children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I remember for 
a while it was like I felt like they kind of saw it as a disease yeah. <laughs> um because that's kind of how it's treated right when we don't really understand something about somebody's identity we kind of see it as like you kind of want to stay away from it and I promise mm-hmm. you cannot catch the gay disease from me <laughs> um and or it does from not anyone work else like for that, that matter yeah anyone else and so for a while it was just kind of interesting seeing like honestly the amount of uneducated people making claims about something that they never fully understood because they thought that was best um but which is happening a lot not just in the church that's we're seeing that everywhere right now we're seeing it with like the don't say gay bill and stuff like that that's been occurring um that's a whole nother topic i can rant about go check out leave to me i'm totally gonna rant about that (laughs) um but quite recently i've discovered um somebody who's a part of like a little bit high up in the church told me that they're working towards acceptance. And that was such a breath of fresh air. I don't know how strong the acceptance is going to be or how far it's going to stretch out, but just the knowing that they are aware that there's been hurt caused Mm -hmm. because like there's some, it's such an interesting experience to feel alienated due to something that you really can't control it's like people looking at you like you'll tell people who you care about something about your identity then all of a sudden they don't see you the same and it changes like flipping the light switch it happens that quickly and so for a while it was like the absolute resentment i had for it but i think now realizing that it almost sometimes it takes a little bit of agitation sometimes it takes a little bit of friction to be able to uncover the beauty in the situation and now i'm finally able to see the beauty so that's why so so talk to us about the beauty that you found through all of this the biggest thing i found is coming to terms with my myself and my identity and my beliefs because for really for a period of time it was like the the absolute like the entire idea of anything to do with god the idea to do any jesus or anything that i had believed in previously i did not want to have it because it was because the place that i was like the place that helped me go to Jesus when I needed it was also the place that told me that I wouldn't be able to have that due to my identity. Right. You weren't worthy of Jesus. Yeah. But the whole argument is nobody is, but it's a little bit different for you because you choose to like everybody. (laughs) So I think for a while it was just kind of like, Oh, well would spirit think that about me? Would God think that about me? And despite all the arguments I've had with people saying, no, absolutely, that's not true. Because if the thing that created us all didn't want that to happen, it would not be happening. And so through the pain that I was experiencing with it and through the confusion, I was able to realize I can make my relationship with the divine and with spirit however i want it to be and like quite frankly 
if people want to tell me that there's a God or a spirit or however you want to call it, that wouldn't love me due to who I choose to love, then I don't want a relationship with that. But I do want a relationship with something that I know would love and accept me. And through that, I was able to see the fact that like, I don't have to change a single thing about myself just because it makes other people uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. through that, coming to terms with the fact that when people make those types of claims and people say hurtful things, I think most of the time it literally comes from the fact that they don't know anything different. Um, I don't know if I told you about this. I got in an argument a little while back with this kid um, because he was was being transphobic towards someone I care about and like arguing with me and stuff and like quoting stuff from the bible that I know for a fact isn't true and so I argued with him until he stopped talking um and but the thing is he was younger than me he was in sixth grade and he was arguing with me claims of hate and realizing that like he probably wasn't actually aware of what he was saying Mm-hmm. because he like there's no way you can be unless you're in those spaces and realizing like that hate comes from the confusion that hate comes from the not understanding nor the willingness to understand and so when you come to terms with that then you're able to see that the hate really isn't that scary yes it's only as scary as the focus that you give to it and the energy that you give it right if you choose to feel like it's scary then it's going to seem scary and for and i think also quite frankly just how i was talking about their willingness their unwillingness to understand i was equally as guilty for my unwillingness to want to understand the fact that they did not understand Mm -hmm. because um the other day I wrote a poem and towards the ending of it um the title of the poem was my gay little heart and the at the end of the poem I said something along the lines of no hate can turn down love no hate can break down love because when you're truly solid in who you are no matter what anyone else says it cannot shake it and and it's such a powerful place to come to terms with. And y'all, I'm getting to come to terms with this at 12, almost 13. So I can do it. So can you. Of Well, I think you, you made a choice. I think the fact that your only New Year's resolution was to, to come to terms with the church, to, to resolve whatever you needed to resolve, allowed you to come to that place. You know, you really... Yeah you cultivated that inside of yourself by setting that intention. Yeah. And it seems like you really used the friction with the church to mold yourself, to allow it to mold you instead of um, be, yeah, be drowned by it. Yeah. Or shut down. Cause I think that's what happens with a lot of people is that they don't know. They don't know how to, um, to cope with the the feelings, we're seeing this a lot, you know, not just in the church right now, but I'm, you know, I'm seeing this in the vax non vax communities where um, 
you know, and, and we can definitely argue that that's a different thing because that's a, that's a choice. But, and a lot of people are making that because of beliefs that they have, or because of very strong, mm. um, you know, knowingness of the, and that they have of truth inside of themselves and where that lives for them. Um, and there's a shutdown that happens when we are um, sort of confronted with something that tells us very strongly and very sometimes hatefully that we are wrong. Yeah, for sure. And and what I see is either a shutdown or kind of like where you went initially to I want to burn down the church, you know. <laughs> There's like like that like yeah. those seem to be sort of the two defaults and you have found this beautiful place in between. And so I would love to um just hear a little bit more about yeah what that inner process was for you in finding that place. Cause I think there's a lot to learn from that. Yeah. I think honestly, I was tired of hating them because like the people around me and like who watched me go through this like absolute resentment and I'm a very loving person. Like I tend to always give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm, like love first but I'm not perfect and going through this phase of just like absolute resentment for the church and for everything that they stood for despite the fact that I kept going the absolute resentment I was feeling tied into then every part of my life because with it's like um my dad gave this great analogy the other day of it's like this tiny little fire. And instead of stepping on it, you pick it up and then you bring it everywhere else with you. Therefore every place gets set on fire. Um, so you recognized like the toxicity of what it was doing and how it was carrying over into other areas of your life. Yes. Because honestly, hating people is very tiring. I don't advise yeah. it. Like yeah. don't. Yeah. Like there's a lot easier ways to go about things. and. I was feeling so worn down and because like hatred then became my default for everything. And it got to the point where like my parents were pointing it out and friends were pointing it out. Um, and so I finally came to this place where I was like, okay, I need to stop this. And when I chose to stop it, then I was able to see that, you can still be loving even when it's scary and because it was also like I had such a strong connection with like God and spirit things like that and then all of a sudden I just decided I did not want it like I just wanted to cut it off and in that it was like I lost all of the identity I, I had fought so hard for mm-hmm. with myself and in that space there's nothing loneliness it's like you're sitting in a dark room it's one of the loneliest places to be without without a connection to the divine absolutely yeah it's like you're sitting in a dark room and you're locked and you can't find a light switch and the space that i was able to go into of realizing okay this is something i need to change because it's eating at me when I was able to do that, I was able to find the light switch and see that it really wasn't that scary. And of course, hatred sucks. It 
it hurts to know that people wouldn't love and accept you for who you are. But at the same time, you're able to make this choice where you can love them despite the fact they may not accept you. And when you're able to do that, then absolutely nothing anybody else says affects you. And I think, in fact, I became so much stronger in my identity, Um, not just as far as like sexuality goes. Like I realized that with my beliefs and like gender identity and stuff like that, like I realized a big part of my gender identity was also resentment towards the identity of like femininity and stuff like that. And recently coming to terms with that, I've been able to step into an even more like fluid space because now I am truly able to experience it all. And so hatred might seem like, oh yeah, this is smart in the moment because like, if they don't like me, why would I like them? Oh, it's protective. It's very protective. It's made to, as a defense mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you're able to reconcile and see like, honestly, how silly it is because like, when you're in that space, there is no change that can be made because you're in the space of hatred. Yeah, because no matter how much you want to change it, if you're not willing to look at the things to change for yourself, then you cannot make the change that you want to make. Well, and that's a tricky one for a lot of people because I think when when we feel like we are right, then what change is there that we need to make? Yeah, because I think also that space like always thinks it's right right of that space is really really stubborn so it thinks that it knows absolutely everything but that's just not the case because in fact i would say that piece is like the least knowledgeable of them all because it can only see Mm -hmm. from like it's seeing like with out of one eye but like peeping through like you know how doors have like that little people Mm-hmm. It's like looking in a people, but then like not even seeing fully everything that the people is showing them. Mm-hmm. And so reconciliation can be hard and it's not necessarily all sunshines and rainbows and unicorns, but it is worth it because especially when it has some, like, especially when it is impacting others and especially when you've, feel like you've lost yourself in the means of hatred then it's something worth fighting for well and that's the thing i think even more than how it impacts others is what i'm really hearing has been the biggest takeaway from you for all of this is seeing how toxic it got in your own space in your life and for you and for those that i mean yes for those that you loved because of that um but really it sounds to me like you made the choice to open your heart because it it was more painful not to Mm -hmm. and this goes for everything like of course Mm -hmm. like my experience with being part of the lgbtq plus community and going to a place that i know didn't accept it like reconciliation goes for everything like it can be something you think is so small like an argument between friends or an argument in your relationship whatever it is but when you let the feelings get out of hand, then you're unable to see logic in it. Like 
in that moment, I was unable to see how illogical it was for me to be so resentful of, mind you, a mega church, and I was only one person that was going there. The hatred, if anything, would stop me from wanting to make an impact. Well, it does, it actually does hijack your brain. Like when the, the yeah. being in a state of hatred um, takes you into your limbic brain, it's a very primal space. And so it's, you actually can't think logically, you cannot be, um, you know, fully inhabiting your limbic brain and in your prefrontal cortex at the same time. And mm-hmm. so, and, and so there, you know, there are many processes like that we use with our clients to help, you know, bring you out of a state of, of trigger response like that. Um, and, and bring you more into, into a logical place where you can look at things more rationally and clearly. But I think it's really important to remember that when we are gripped in that space or in, with if someone else is, which it sounds like is part of your process too, and in, in really seeing like, oh, wow, like they're in this place and having inhabited that place yourself and knowing how painful it is, you know, yeah. like what are they missing out on by choosing hatred instead of choosing love? And which is also, you know, yeah. super ironic for a church, so, you know, because <laughs> Jesus was all about loving everybody. Um, yeah. You know, but, but the I, thing is, is like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Say? I was going to say something I've watched is when it comes to that form of like hatred and stuff that I was witnessing is it's almost like that they think that their hatred is bigger than God's love. Which is also just silliness because there's nothing that's bigger than God's love. Um, yeah, and you can't argue out of both sides of your mouth that God created everything. And everyone, God loves everyone. Except Except. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like there's some exceptions made. Like, and then that, with that logic, it's almost like saying, like, when people truly think that, like, being part of the, like, LGBTQ plus community is, like, that horrendous of a thing, then it's almost like they're arguing that the, quote-unquote, rebellion that you're doing can outweigh God. So there is really no logic for it. And when you're able to see how illogical those types of claims are, then you're able to see that there's no means to be upset. And it's like, of course you can be upset and like let yourself feel those feelings. Like when we talk about reconciliation, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that you didn't go through some real practice of hell inside yourself in this process. Mm -hmm. But if you're willing to, and you're able to see it, then you're able to come to a place where like what I've experienced is where love is just like the first place you go to. And that doesn't mean you're always going to be perfect. That doesn't mean you're always going to be nice, but it's like, I regained a part of myself that I had been missing for a really long time because I was so stuck in hatred and trying to be right and that part of myself was the part that was loving because I think at the heart of it is we all seek love and connection and it was like I I started complimenting people again like I love complimenting strangers it's very fun because you just like make somebody's day and just like connecting and being loving 
And here's like when here's the people. thing I, I want, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like there's a really important thing to point out here because you returning to that space of love does not mean that you have come into a place of condoning the hatred of the church, but it means that you are no longer, you're able to make a clear choice about your engagement with it, knowing where they stand and choosing love does not mean that you've given into an abusive relationship with the church. It means means that that you found another outlet for that expression and you know where they stand and great if if they have an intention to get better, but that doesn't mean that you have to be sort of the the ball that gets knocked around in the process of them trying to figure that out. Yeah, it means that you are no longer a victim. Yes, to the pain that you were feeling. And I just and- I think I think that point is so important because I think a lot of times when we talk about reconciliation and forgiveness, people think that in order to come back to a space of love, it means that you have to accept um, and 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 call correct the behavior of someone else that has been so untenable to you, which is not the case here. That's not what you're talking about at all. You've allowed them in your reconciliation to be where they are at without needing that to change. And you have been able to still turn to love, but not needing it to come through them. Precisely. And not needing the validation, because frankly, what I found when it comes to coming to terms with who you are, when you seek others validation, then you will always feel failed. Always. (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent of the time, eventually that will fail you. Yeah. And that doesn't, mean that you won't find amazing people who truly love and accept you for who you are. If anything, it's showing you that you're able to receive the love and acceptance more because you don't seek validation. Because like when you're able to get to that space where it's like, okay, you do you, I'm gonna do me. And you're able to just sit in like the love for everyone. Like and it sounds really broad, but like when you're able to just be loving towards everybody then you're able to be loving towards yourself if you're able to be loving towards yourself then you're able to be loving towards everybody therefore it doesn't matter if people don't like you because y'all there's a lot of people on this planet i think it's bound to happen at some point somebody will not like you and that's okay and that doesn't mean that you have to like them like on reclamation we were just recently doing an episode and we we're talking about like um you, you might always love somebody, but it doesn't mean you always like them in certain mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't have to be friends with people to be nice to them or to feel loving towards them. It just means that you're able to receive what they do in love and in the highest space you can be in. Yeah. And sometimes it is much easier to love certain people from afar. And that's exactly. okay. And that's totally okay. And it's like, with my experience and stuff is like, honestly, it was kind of like, I don't know if anybody else ever had this experience, but as a little kid, when I was like, like when I was really younger and stuff like that, I would try to like mess with my older siblings, specifically my sister, and she would hold my head far out like extend her arm and hold my head therefore I could not run towards her and so I was 
fighting to run towards her and then could not do anything because she had her arm out. It kind of felt like that as like you're fighting for something that's never going to happen at that point. Mm-hmm. And I also came to the place where it's like, I don't have to change them to be okay with who I am. That's and now I'm at the point where it's like, I still attend some places at that church, but I don't go to receive. I go just like want, well, I do go to receive sometimes to like learn about tech and like see my friends and stuff like that. But it's like, I don't go to learn about what they think God says mm-hmm. because you have clarity my relationship outside of it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Neva, I can't wait to see what you do in the world because honestly, this, this piece right here, what we've been talking about today, this paralyzes so many people from being mm-hmm. able to live into their dreams and their potential. This is such a huge topic. And I'm so grateful that you brought it forward today, that you walked this experience in such a clear and articulate way that you can turn around and share it with others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, my awe at you and my deep love and respect for you just continues to grow the more I see you grow. And I just am so grateful that we get to do this together. Thank you, Tati. Um, really quick, are you okay if I had a challenge before we wrap up? Let's do it. Okay. My challenge to those of you listening is work on some places that you might need to find reconciliation, perhaps with yourself, because that's a big part of reconciling with others is reconciling with yourself. And especially if you've experienced something similar to me I understand what you're feeling and people's hatred cannot shake who you are if you're strong in who you are and if you don't feel strong in who you are come join our community come talk to us because we love you even if you don't feel strong in who you are and even when you do feel strong in who you are so find the places that love and accept you for who you are and that will help you come to whatever reconciliation you might need to come to, or perhaps it just gets you ready for reconciliation that can happen in the future. So do that. And remember you are so loved and you're awesome. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. And yeah, just to echo that, you know, our community, we exist to remind you of who you are no matter what. And I, I really, experience that all the time with this community because we all have our moments of forgetting you know even those of us who are here doing the work we all have our moments um even if they're smaller moments they're briefer moments we have our moments where we forget and where we're in pain and this community is a place where you can come and just be held and loved on and reminded of who you are so please come and join us over there And thank you so much for our listeners for showing up today. This show would not happen without you. So thank you for that. And until next time, reclaim your parenting journey as a sacred one for yourself, for your children, and for the world. Many blessings. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.